Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, aloha, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You are here with your host, the Viking. And the Bourbon Cowboy. And we are tearing up our Christmas tour, seems to be doing the past couple weeks at lounges. I think we're going to have to really talk up. We are right now. It seems like it's going to go good. We do apologize if this is going to have some background noise to it. We are here at Charles P. Stanley Cigar Company in downtown St. Louis for their annual Christmas party. Yes. One party. I don't know what it is. One wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little. All right, party. beautiful. I'm gonna put you. Oh. So, all right. Well, we're hanging out. Um, we're kind of starting. We started kind of with the normal. Like Cowboy got his uh, Tito's and uh, club, and I got a pour of this new Uncle Nearest uh, single barrel. Uh, 120 proof. We just found out it's got a real, really unique fucking sweetness to it. That's a little different. So, I think that's, that's really good. And for Uncle Nearest, you know, we kind of with Lavar, we kind of fell in love with all that. But I've never had anything from Uncle Nearest 120. I think no. 112. That does that Distillers Collect Edition thing that we had. Remember the Val brought back from. Uh, you can put some of that in there if you want some of it before you pour that. What do you mean? There's some of that right there. My drink. Oh, yeah, I thought. Have some of that, and then we'll. Finish oh, I thought that. it was gone. I was just looking at that. I thought it was gone. What's really funny about this, and what I really like about it so far, it's got kind of a smoky quality to it. Damn. Funny bone, baby. Yeah. It's got a little smokiness to it. Yeah. But it's got a really weird sweetness to it, too, that I'm not normally attuned with. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Well, let me get this, what we decided to smoke. Well, I already already cut it. So we're going to do the the Trinidad number three. Yep. By. It's by Trinidad, handled by Altidus. Oh, it's him hitting the wrong fucking button. Yeah, so it is the Trinidad Esperit number three, which is the box press Toro, which I like. Um, I do love the number four or six, I think it is, on here that we run with. And go, Ron, thank you. And it's a good. Hang on, I'm over here trying to get a picture of us. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, we'll see what we can do. But yeah, anyway, sorry about that, guys. So it is the Trinidad Espiritu. This is the number four. Uh, this is the box press Toro. I thought this was three. Uh, I thought this is four. Oh, this is three. Sorry, this is three. I think, I can't remember, but they make a Lancero in this, and I told you it very quickly jumped up on my list of Lanceros. It's phenomenal. You heard me ask Jacob for it right away. I'm like, if you got it, give him the box press. I'll take the Lancero if it's there. But, um, yeah, phenomenal cigar. It's handled by Altidus, uh, which inside uh, the cigar community, you know that the two largest, um, I guess you could say families of of cigar manufacturers when you look at them as in multiple brand ownership and things like that you've got general cigar or scandinavia tobacco group and then you have altatus or altatus uh depending on where you're at and what you're doing is going to depend on how you say it and how it moves from there well so that's what we're smoking we um me and mark and our lovely sidekicks were able to get away this weekend and we hit Weston of course we hit holiday and I'd like to say I got this bottle at holiday but I did not there is a store that I I went to school there that's been some time ago but it's still there it's called Red X there's not another one and they have a bottle that was made for them it is um, it just says on it one barrel bourbon and it's the red x select and it is toasted and it's 119 proof and i had it at the chiefs game and i think it's pretty good we're going to give this a big toast and see what we think yes we are sorry we're sitting in the back corner here at stanley's and anytime i sit in these chairs i sink back into them and i don't want to get up all right. Cheers, brother. You think that's good, huh? I like it. Dude, that's fucking what... great. That that might be hands down. I mean, it's got all the things, like it's got the color, it's got yeah. the caramel, I think I it's can got a little bit of wood, and you can, now that we've had enough bourbons that are toasted, we kind of get the toasted thing, and just enough sweet to overcome just a little bit of that, that almost that 120 proof. Right, and I was going to say, I drank a fair amount of Ben Holiday this past weekend, um, hands down one of the coolest distilleries period it's just unique and they're like tasting room bar dope really cool i think that is and we've drank a lot of been holiday over the past year yeah we've you know i mean a lot since we found out about it at that block party at lit last year we've drank a lot of been holiday and um i think it's fantastic that might be just off the bat that might be the best ben holiday i think we have and i did bring that seven year bottle and bond the one you kind of found hanging out in the gift shop there 
Yeah, they I really did didn't grab have that. anything. They were kind of out of everything. Well, I guess you'd figure that going into the holiday season. And but um, yeah, I had this at the Chiefs game, and I always wonder when I open something up and I take the first drink of it if I'm gonna like it or whatever. But I liked it. Now I'm glad. Now that I'm having my second pour of it. Um, just reconfirming that I think this is some good stuff. Yeah. So we got our we got our Christmas jackets on. We're down here. This this is my third time at a Stanley's Christmas with as a as a group. Um, actually, overall, I think I, I don't think, think I ever it. came down. I think I avoided this on Christmas a couple times back in like. 15, 16. I don't think I came down here at all. I think I. this is at least seven for me. Yeah. This is three. I missed last year's. Uh, I was at work. I couldn't come last year. But, um, and then one of them I did miss. He actually had two of them. Uh, the COVID year. That would, yeah. That's that, that was the year that we all did the placenta asterisk. Well, that was like three... Um, well, there was kind of three years on and off of the COVID. One of them I missed because... I just, I, I don't know what really happened, but we, we missed it. But then the other one, we were here, and we got that red, and I think that's the one I gifted to Dave is on his. Uh, Placentia uh, ones, yeah. 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 Um, but no, it's a really cool event. Um, I can't say this how all of it happens, but what Patrick does through the year is when he gets ashtrays and things like that, um, you, do you have to do anything special to get the present, or if you're here, they hand out the presents, right? When you get a raffle ticket, yes, they call your ticket number, they give you a present. And when I say present, guys, I mean, they're fucking gift wrapped up there. Somebody's a good present wrapper. You know one of these motherfuckers. That was someone's wife that did that. If you've been here long enough, you pretty much know what they are. You can but, break uh, down ashtrays to lighters. Yes. To fucking hats. <laughs> And, you know, like that one right here on the corner, those are probably humidors. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they go around and get the tickets. And then after everybody's got a ticket in there, he just starts calling numbers. Right. But this was my second time to the Holiday Distillery. You know, McCormick has been there for a long time up there in Western Missouri. And I think they actually stopped tours there for a while. They really weren't doing them. But in town, they have kind of a tasting room for their vodka and some of their other products. And they have a whiskey from McCormick, of course. Um, But I don't know exactly. But I think it's been close to being two years with Ben Holiday, maybe a little bit more. So this will be my second time being to the distillery. And um, the building that they have redone um, for the holiday, we've got fireplace, um, tasting room, you know, kind of a gift room, and then a VIP kind of room. And I just think it's fantastic. We were able to get on a tour. They were super nice. Took us down to the tasting room below on the tour. We went to the cave. And it was a great experience. They also do a lot of cocktails with gin and vodka. 
you know, all the spirits that they sell, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of that too. And it was a beautiful day, a little windy, but we hung out there, I don't know, I want to say for at least two hours and tried everything they had and had a really good time. It was awesome. I was just finishing up on our visit to the distillery. Yeah. I was kind of, I would amazing, say the only man. thing that surprised me was how they were doing the water. Like they've dug down to catch the spring water and the spring water is actually um, dripping into a big stone vat um, or oh, like well. for better terms like a big wishing well yeah but it's huge it's probably 12 15 feet wide around maybe more right and um, so I guess they're using the water from the spring right on the property yeah because if you remember she was talking about how they sit on top of a uh, a limestone uh, shelf so what they're doing is they're collecting the limestone water that runs off that mineral water, you know, that Kentucky always rages. Well, I'm still on the, the, the side that Kentucky makes the best bourbon. Yeah, there's great bourbons elsewhere, but consensus-wise, Kentucky makes the best bourbon. But that's what the whole thing about Kentucky bourbon is, that it uses limestone filtered water. And uh, that lady was who took us on that impromptu tour, um, wasn't even really a tour. We went to the bottle and bond room. Room. It's not a cave. It's a room. <laughs> that is yeah. a room. It's not a cave. Yeah. It's a room. I'm pretty sure we could build one of those in, in, in mine or we your backyard. Down at the yes. farm pretty easy. Yeah, pretty easy. Dig a hole, frame it up, brick it in, call it a cave. But here's one of the cool things that I'm going to really look into that I'm excited about. I haven't told you about it, but we have a natural spring on our property. So I think it's worth investigating and find out what type of spring it is, what type of water. Does it actually sit on a limestone? Uh, yeah, that's the new toasting. It is, I think so. Right. Um, what, what, just what kind of spring water is it? Is it sitting on a lime? Because I know the story was told that the farmers would come to my grandfather a long time because he had water when others didn't. and. The ponds are as low as they've been in a long time. I've been down there 40 years. Right. Well, I do know that the whole reason this whole Ozark whiskey and distilling thing is starting to take place is I'm no, I'm not a geologist. Okay, I'm not. I don't, I don't know. But what you're reading and what you're seeing with a lot of these people is that apparently all of that Ozark shelf that makes up Table Rock, that makes up Lake of the Ozarks, the hills, the mountains, those are limestone mountains. So it's the same runoff water, you know, I'm, you know, same runoff water. I'm doing the uh, quotes there with my fingers, guys. But, you know, I mean, it's a far cry from the limestone rivers that flow through Kentucky. But um, it's not a far cry off that if it is runoff from limestone. We'll see our biggest runoff. We've got cricks fairly close to us that run through... The Gasconade is about a mile from my house. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some investigating. That's pretty cool. That would be cool to get a geologist or somebody that could look at a map and, you know, 
I'm not trying to go get a degree in geology, but if in five minutes they could be like, hey, this is where this shit runs off from, you know. You know, like when a plumber goes, you shit in the toilet, then he goes here, 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 yeah. septic tank, that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, but so Weston was great. I had my amateur hour of the year. I, I misplanned my extracurricular activities. Um cooked me up. I went down for what I thought was going to be an hour-long nap, and I woke up at 1.30 in the morning. Um, but in between that, we went down and saw Zeb at... Here's a fun question for you. Do you know the name of that lounge? No. Weston Tobacco. But we went down there and saw Zeb. I always thought it was something simple, like uh, Weston Tobacco Warehouse, Weston... Yeah. Well, and I also thought that that building where whiskey, where whiskey fest and cigar fest take place, Corey always told me that was a curing barn. But did you hear what Zeb said? It's an old auction house. Like that was an For auction cattle? house. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I don't know that. I don't know that. I mean, when you look at it, how the way it's got the two levels and the storage underneath, I would think so. But I don't know. But I always well, thought that they bring them in on trains, right? Yeah. So I would think maybe it was a two, three story. Well, it's a two story, right? I'm pretty sure it's two stories. Um, but they bring them right off the train yeah, and they have the yeah. stockyards, right? Where probably the parking lot is not. Right. And they would have the auctions and everything right. to sell cattle right there. You know, it, it was funny too. I'm going to get back to when we were hanging out with Zeb, but it was funny because I forget how small that town is. Yeah, but as I will far tell as, you this. As far as, as, as far as the heart of where everything's at. I've been on the backside. I came in on that, and I was shocked to see how far that grand kind of look of houses is extended back up on the hill, up to the back to the high school, oh, yeah. to another yeah. part of town, which there are newer like uh, grocery stores and things on the back side of that they, hill. Do they, they have like uh, neighborhoods and shit over well, there? Well, you know when you come to that T, you go straight to Weston or you can go right to Weston. Yeah. I went right the last time and there's a bunch of new stuff. There's Well, that'll take you to St. Joseph too, right? If you go right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It was just, it was great, man. I, the whole thing was great. But we sat there. Um, it's actually kind of a fun bourbon story where we were very sadly let down um the cowboy had been talking to me about this redline spirits um for a while like since the last time he had been up there and he he i guess you saw it wanted to try it but you didn't buy the bottle right well instead of them putting out a few they've got like maybe 10. oh it's like penelope bro they're just of all and they're all in a line they let them all go at one time and um we tried what we asked about as some of their best and I was not overly impressed. We tried five. And when I say we tried five, we literally had an eight, like little medicinal cups, like eighth of an ounce maybe, if, if that. And not a damn one. None of it. I mean, just bad. I mean, the one that I thought might have been cool was that Cabernet one that was really dark. But after trying it and seeing it, it's almost like that shit had been, someone added grape Kool-Aid to it to give it that color. That was a bummer. But we ended up sitting there and having some drinks and hanging out. We had a great conversation with Zeb. Uh, everybody in Kansas City and Weston, don't worry. 
Craft uh, and Puro is on its way to Weston, Missouri, so that's pretty dope. Um, Zeb just kind of heard us talking and was talking with us and was like, hey, by the way, if you got to like send some cigars up here, I'm like, dude, let me get a card, bro. So I'm going to mail those uh, tomorrow. Get them up there, and we'll Have be a making more pack. Yeah, we'll be making some more, uh, more trips out to Weston. I see that happening often, so that's going to be really cool. But the town was the town was great, man. Um, to be honest, I don't really remember uh, dinner. I don't know what I ate. <laughs> I do know I do know where I messed up uh, is I didn't eat fully i mean i had some snacks that day and i took all my pills the same time i took my extracurricular meat sticks no meat sticks we should have grabbed a couple meat sticks no meat sticks but i was i was pretty good i mean i didn't i didn't have i don't i don't remember what i i probably had my tito's and club just because that's me yeah for dinner because i I didn't want to mess up my dinner but I think you had a margarita. Or? Yes, I did. You're right. I had a margarita. Well, I was trying, like, and then I knew, I knew right away. I started, uh, I started kind of feeling it come, and I was like, all right, I need to. I know we're gonna. I figured we were gonna go to the cowboy bar. I'm like, okay, we'll get a game of pool in. You know, we'll light a cigar. We'll. I'm gonna have like two hours to get over whatever I'm going through. And we got there, and I pounded like four waters. And I was like, all right, they sell liquid IV. So I like dry shot one liquid IV. I drank another one. I looked over in there and I was like, babe, I can't talk. I was like, I'm not doing this again. I will not be the village idiot. So I was like, hey, let's go. I'll change. I'll give me an hour. I'll be fucking fine. I woke up at 1.30 in the morning. I was like, there's that. (laughs) What about the reef? Is that on the front of your truck? I didn't see Not it. Not yet. I forgot about it. I found out about it. I got a text about it today. I'm going to put it on, though. I think it's be cool. Yeah, I'll that one on a, um, The Boy Scouts were selling wreaths on the street. So you always want to support your Boy Scouts, which we've done. Jeez, yeah. me and Janine, uh, both of our boys are Eagle Scouts at 14, which is quite an accomplishment. They were Eagle Scouts at 14. Yeah. The top of boy at 14. Yes. Why are neither one of them the president of the United States? Pardon? Why are neither one of them the president of the United States? I don't know. You know they've taken a big hit, uh, the Boy Scouts. Well, yeah, because apparently they like touching the Scouts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know about all that. So I don't know I did, what to say about it other than. At least everything that I was around, and Janine was actively the leader. Yeah. So maybe that was a good thing right. that Janine right. was the the master for I don't all know. of our boys. I remember I remember when that all that dropped, and they were like that dude. They got hit with a, like a billion dollar lawsuit, right? Yeah. Like something something wild. And I was like, and now man, the girls man. are able to be Boy Scouts. I don't know what what that's all. We about, are not doing that. I'm not even I don't having that conversation. That. I mean, At if all. there's a girl and a boy, I mean, you know how it's all crazy yeah. in this state stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not having that conversation. That's a that's a no-go zone for me. I mean, I'll have the conversation, but we will lose every way. I did that have. throughout, and yeah. um, so it, it was always a great organization for us in St. Louis. 
as well as Utah. Nice. Um, I did want to say I watched a movie last night, The End of Us, with, uh, it's like the top movie on Netflix now for the last week. Um, Julia Roberts and um, um, the guy was in the black phone. Um, good oh. actor. Oh, shit. Kevin um, Bacon. That's not Kevin Bacon. That's, uh... No, but Kevin Bacon's in it. Oh, okay. The end of us? There's like three or four of us um, on Netflix. Anyway, I think it's kind of... And it was, guess what? It was backed by Michelle uh, uh, and Barack Obama, or maybe one of the executive producers on this, as well as Julia Roberts was an executive producer. And it was kind of where we are as a society and what could happen and what's going on. Right. With cyber attacks. Oh, I need to watch that. I shit. need to watch that. Yeah. So we got that in the other, yeah. but that was kind of crazy. Um, all right, well, let's shoot this back real quick. Let's talk about the cigar we're smoking. Well, this is so, my second time I want, with yeah, this. Uh, you start because you were stoked about this thing. Well... For me to walk in, um, I, I didn't know who all was here and whatever, and to have one of these cigars, this was, everybody down here knows that I'm a spice guy, I love a full-bodied cigar, and um, it's just, this is a Toro, it's a box press Toro, correct? And um, I, I will tell you this though, I barely cut it, and the draw, is really good. Well, it's this, almost overly good. Right. This always goes back to it what I've said. It goes way too much airflow. What I've said about one of the reasons I am not a fan of box press, but it's probably been about what a year now that I put that to the side. Like if you cut that in off dude, too far, you're getting everything. What I what I've always said about box press is now, granted, I don't like this, but this is the idea of why they did it. The idea is that when you press the corners in it creates more airway options through the cigar well then you should make the end a little allow longer. it allow it to draw better right so that's the one thing about a box press cigar it's the easiest thing to draw it's the easiest damn side smoke to smoke not always my favorite but about it's been about a year now i stepped off that and i don't hunt them but i smoke them when we do them but i would say this is one of my little surprises for the year as far as a full body, full spice cigar, it smokes well and stays lit and it's moving and shaking. I really like it. Yeah, I gotta say, I had this, um, it may have been last year that I that I had it, or earlier this year, I don't know. Um, but no, so it you had the number three. I've had, I've had, so I've had the Robusto, I've had the Not Box Press Toro, and I've had the Lancero. Um, but I remember I smoked the Robusto when Robert was still with Altidus, Um and uh, he gave it to me and I was like come on man he's like I'm telling you got into it this cigar's got that subtle spice bomb with that chocolate bar and all that fun jazz behind I think it's a tasty well made cigar and it's like 12 bucks it's not expensive. It's for not now that Lancero, uh, the Cowboy will tell you the first thing I asked Jacob when we walked in to get him, Cowboy's like, hey, do you have those Trinidad's? He goes, yeah. I'm like, do you have the Lancero? He goes, no. I went, damn. 
Because that Lancero, man, you know how picky I am with my Lanceros. Like, I got a top five. That fucking cigar is in my top five Lanceros. It is amazing. Right. Amazing. And for a Lancero, the quality that it is, if I remember correctly, I believe that Lancero is like $13. It's a true Lancero. And I didn't even look up, but what's our um, what's our makeup of this cigar? I, have n- I don't have the slightest idea. Okay. No idea. So before I forget, because this episode for us i were about a half an hour in and we may only get an hour out of this because of how loud it's getting yeah yeah but what i want to tell you about this holiday at the red x this is the red x in riverside in kansas city for you guys who are in kansas city i'm telling you it's a six-year toasted it's well worth the 10 minutes or whatever to go over and grab one i think they're around 74 dollars and you won't be disappointed. It's a nice uh, a bottle for your collection that nobody else will have, of course, unless they went and got one. Right. I got to say, I want to kind of hang out on holiday for a moment because, you know, something really interesting. I was explaining this to Wahine. She was asking, it's like, has this place always been here? I'm like, McCormick Distilling's been around since like 1870-something, right? Yeah, it's but, one of the oldest distilleries in the country. But... McCormick's product never really got that that threshold grab, you know? But then I was like, what's really interesting is once Ben Holiday released, once Holiday Bourbon got out there, they re they didn't remodel, but they revamped McCormick Distilling. It's still McCormick Distilling at Ben Holiday. You know what I mean? Yeah. So same old distillery, but it's 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 almost like uh, I know it's not this way when you go, but it's almost like if there was Booker's at Jim Beam. You know what I mean? It's still Jim Beam product. Jim Beam's been around a hundred plus years, but there are drinkers that like me. I don't touch Jim Beam, but fucking Chase Booker's, right? Yeah. You know. So this is what I would say. McCormick's been around. It's one of the oldest distilleries. They've pretty much always been known for vodka, gin, and whiskey. But when I'm talking whiskey, I'm talking about like the old cowboy whiskey standards were like maybe they were your mixers and <laughs> 89 proof that tastes like gasoline. <laughs> what, what's been holding them up is their flavored vodkas for a long time because 360 has a, a just a big amount of different flavored vodkas and that's what has probably been saving them for a long time and then I'm assuming 10 to 8 years ago they said hey we, we need to get into the bourbon market and picked out one of these brick houses uh, rick houses and started uh, working on holiday and I I still say it's the best stuff in the Midwest right now, I think. Oh, let me tell you, fuck the Midwest, bro. I'm telling you right now that Ben Holiday is... How do I... Sorry, I'm... I I don't want to say that Ben Holiday is one of the best bourbons I've ever had, right? You start having that conversation. But what I am going to say is that Ben Holiday is a bottle that if I 
You know, I joke about we've had some we've had some moments where I'm like, oh man, if someone comes over and they leave that, you're not mad at it. I'm not leaving Ben Holiday. You know right. what I mean? Like it's it's going it's leaving with me. I'm not leaving with, with you know what I mean? I put it right there. Like somebody asked, I was talking about bourbon with a guy today, a, a truck driver, and he asked me, he's like, um, you know, I did all, I gave him a the business card and did the whole thing. Like if you're into this, blah 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 blah. Uh, but I was like, he's like, do you have throwaway whiskey? I went, I don't even know what the hell that means. He goes, do you have whiskey you have that you just don't care if it goes bad? I'm like, well, whiskey doesn't go bad. He's like, no, you know what I mean, man. Like, your friends come over and they just, you give them the shit whiskey. I'm like, you just don't like your friends, do you? I'm like, now, don't get me wrong. Now, if I've said this before, I've, I've been completely clear about this the whole time. You and I are hanging out, it's fucking open season on whatever the hell I have. Yeah, same thing, we're together. But then you got that guy that comes over and it's like, uh, I don't really drink whiskey, man. You're not going to grab. A 15 fits to be like, here you go, bro. No, I'm gonna start them out with some Woodford. Yeah. You know, or something. Um, I'm trying to think of that one that's finished in, um, you know, like some sort of wine finish or whatever. It's 80 proof, and gradually oh, like get Davies them. Davies County. I'm, I'm trying to think of that one that I really like. It's kind of at an odd bottle. Uh, well, I can't think of it right Not now. Davies County. No. But Davis County's another good one of them. Um, and I'm, I'm even excluding my bibs, because those are at 100 proof. Oh, Widow Jane. No. It's, uh, no, no, I, I, you can't, don't, I, I won't be able to figure it out now. God damn it. Um, but definitely Woodford Reserve is where I would start somebody. And then, you know, the um, Basil Hayden. What are the proofs on the bait like toasted basil hay? Uh, I don't think are uh, those 80, 90 proof. Yeah, I don't, I don't. You can't quote me on this, but I don't think basil does anything over 100. Okay, so I think the yeah. the basil Hayden toasted would be something. I think it's around 80 something. I would try them, and then Blanton's. That's an 80, 90 proof. Yeah. You know, if you've got that and it's quality. Um, now, of course, you know I've got some stuff. I've even got some. Green label, six year, 80 proof, Heaven Hill. But I would just start them off easy and, and let them just kind of get into it a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, but no, no, not even I think, but that's what I was saying about that, that like that conversation I was having. I'm like, I don't have throw away. You know, it's like I joked about like when people were like, oh, I have golf cigars, then I have good cigars. I'm like, I don't, I don't ever want to buy something that I know that the only reason I'm smoking it yeah. is so that it can be thrown out if I don't want it. You know what I mean? I don't know that. I, I don't want to do any of that at, at all. You know, I I think that's crazy. But that's to each their own, right? That's what some people have. That's what, that's what they got. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with that. But back to what I was saying about Ben Holiday, I don't look at Ben Holiday like that at all. Especially now, there's been there's one bottle I can't stand, which I bought one or I, I'm getting one, so we'll try it again. Um, you know how that is. You well, can't, I'm sure I have it in my basement. We can't you can't judge on the one, the one that you have, you know. But we'll see. Well, no, I'm enjoying the hell out of this cigar. Yeah, it's funny. 
you talk about how well it breathes and almost too easy to smoke and but it this kind of this kind of fights that when we talk about body of a cigar right because like because this is so easy to smoke this is actually follow me here okay next to the robusto this is actually a fuller bodied cigar because you're getting more of the smoke and flavor at once whereas on the robusto or even the lancero you're getting the more condensed flavor but not nearly the smoke production you know what i mean yeah yeah Well, I had actually thought about bringing some of the Rocky Mattel A-Series, and then I'm like, this is going to be way too fire-up night to fire up one Bro, of those I guys. told you, man, it took me almost three hours to smoke that 1990. No, I want to do a prethla of different stuff tonight. Yeah, I'm going to goof off a little bit tonight. I did come in, big shout-out. We're going to sway companies real quick, but... Jacob, Patrick, whoever's ordering, whoever's got this shit hidden from me that only doesn't ever sell me boxes of it, I can always count on them to have my Tennessee Waltz when I come. I've never not bought Tennessee Waltz here. Every time we've come, what do I leave with? In that, in that size, they also have the Yellow Rose and the Buckeye, correct? They've got the Yellow Rose, the Buckeye Land, and the... Tennessee Yellow Waltz, Yellow Rose, Buckeye... Yeah, they've got those three, sorry. Sometimes I still get tangled up when I talk about the state exclusives for Crownheads because uh, Paniolo, it's it's uh, Hawaii, like legitimately Hawaii only. Like you can't you can't buy it anywhere. You can't have it, so you can't do it like that, you know. But um, now that's kind of interesting. He's got a balloon antlers with ring toss for his head. That's kind of interesting. Well, that's kind of a fucked up game to play because you either you're either drunk and with really, really bad aim, or he's so drunk your aim sucks. <laughs> Do you remember when we're all around the spring water and the girls like, if you can put a coin in the bucket in the middle, you get a coolie. And I'm like, oh, I, I have your coozies. Like we got no coins, and some guy like reaches in his pocket, clip, clip put three straight in the bucket and I'm like god that damn. dude plays a lot of quarters and then I start looking around and there's like koozies everywhere I'm just yeah. like picking them up here that was koozie. honestly kind of like I wanted to like beat up a college kid kind of thing like we turned around you got to admit that whole distillery floor where we were sitting inside we took the tour of the place is immaculate yeah there weren't leaves on the fucking walkway you get up to that well, and like the whole bar around there, beer bottles, uh, empty plastic, and they're not even pumps. allowed on the bus. Right. And then of course I have a glass. Actually, too. I feel like what happened was the uh, the distillers were on a drink break, and someone came down the radio like, "Hey, we got a small tour coming in, get the hell out of here." So they bounced off and they moved. You know. Okay. Well, I guess Santa's here. Over under. Does Santa stay sober tonight? Well, last year he did. <laughs> one year they had to take one out in an ambulance. Oh god. Santa over uh, overindulged. Yeah. Well. Um, 
I guess we might as well get into our Chiefs game. Nope, we're good. We're done. What? There you go. That's it. We're good. Once again, the Chiefs they found just started a way slow. to lose the game. They started slow, finally started some rhythm. They finally started catching the ball. Defense started playing better. And then at the end, you know, after we have watched every microsecond of the whole game, Kelsey comes up with this one in a, in a whole the coolest series, like, throws the ball back to Tooney, and I think we won the game. Dude, I told you. I jumped up and said Travis Kelsey just threw a touchdown pass. Travis Kelsey just threw a touchdown right. pass. That would have recorded as a touchdown pass. Continuation of a play on a reverse lateral. Touchdown. And then this motherfucker, man. Look, I I understand it two, three ways. Like, all right, look. I know it's not a play that's called. And yes, there was less, you know, 90-some seconds left in the game. Maybe you fucking let it go. But at the same time, since you've been 11 years old, you, you were line told, up, you look left or dude, right, I and you remember, get the A-okay. I was talking to someone today, and I remember someone, I played football in like in high school, right? I never, I didn't, I didn't even play football long enough to like go to varsity in stage, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't play football that long. But I remember you were taught, find your spot, check your spot, read the ball. Yes. But, you, you know when the play is set, you know where you're going. Find your spot, check your spot, and go. And the most fucked up thing about that play is if Tony would have looked left and the ref went like this and they hiked that ball, the ref okayed position. Right. You're done, dude. And here's the funniest thing about it. You just have to sell it. Look over and leave your finger up and look back at the ball. It's all on camera, right? You could come back and the play could have been challenged and he didn't check in. And they got the lines on TV now. They're checking come everything. Come on, man. Anyway. But anyway. I want to say this, though, because it's kind of a fun thing for me to say. When I was a freshman, I started uh, with uh, William Jewell College, some games. I did not my freshman year. My sophomore year, I said, Coach, I want to throw the halfback pass. No. Junior year, Coach, halfback pass. No. My senior year, last regular season play of the game, we're up playing this team in northern Missouri. It may have been Iowa. It's snowing. He says, okay, you go. They pitch me the ball. I run out left cock back and I throw to Jimmy Reed catches the ball and scores a touchdown one throw one catch so and a touchdown and it's on my record book the funny thing about that play that took place is apparently I guess uh, Kelsey did a radio that, show is that considered a lateral though or a backward pass it's a lateral okay. going backwards right your microphone it's got to be. It's got the lateral. Yeah, it's got to be a lateral. It's a lateral. Because you can't you can't throw the ball forward lateral with the ball forward. It's a lateral, yeah. But um, 
I guess Kelsey did a, I'm excited to hear about it tomorrow on New Heights, but I guess Kelsey did a radio show and they asked him about it. They're like, is that new? He goes, actually, he did it one time in like 2018 and he got like 20 some yards. Well, wasn't and, there another lateral? And, uh, hang the, on. The, and, and then he ran off the field and was expecting Andy Reid to like yell at him or do something wrong. And uh, I guess Kelsey walked up to Reid and was like, hey, can we do that one more time? He goes, how about we plan for it every game? They haven't thrown it since, but you have to understand, and I know you do, and I know diehard football fans do, the fucking football IQ that that man has to have, that wasn't a look over a shoulder and guess it. He knew when that play took no, off. he's going upfield. He knew he's where he was, what he's got to the left. He knew where he was catching that ball. He knew where he he's was gonna moving. He's going to suck them all in. He knew and he where, sees Tooney coming down the left side. And he throws oh it God. back. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to see it again, maybe next week. Well, so here's the funny thing. The KC Sports Network was doing their podcast about the game. And uh, they said, uh, so what is your uh, fuck playoff fuck up that's going to cost the Chiefs? Uh, they go, that play is going to open up again. Kelsey's going to throw it to Tony and he's going to drop the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I think is really funny now, too, is how many defenses in this league have been spying or quote-unquote double-teaming Kelsey? Now, I guarantee he's going to have softer coverage because, one, you shouldn't be afraid that he's going to do it again. What you should be afraid of is that that man, in full speed moving forward, turned around and threw a 20-yard pass across the field with a tighter ball spacing than Mahomes threw him the ball. That should worry you. Not that he stopped, right? Like, think about most laterals. They stop and they chuck the ball backwards. In movement, he turned over his left shoulder, threw a perfect ball into his hands. Maybe he's working out with Mahomes. Dude, he better you've be. you've seen that workout that Mahomes does with that machine, which is crazy. Yeah. So... I want to ask you a question about the cigar, but hang on a second. Elevate your smoking ritual with Woodworks Custom Exotic Wood Ashtrays. Crafted to perfection, each ashtray tells a unique story of luxury and sophistication. Experience the artistry of exotic woods tailored to your taste. Discover yours today. Visit woodworks.co or Instagram at woodworks underscore STL. Ignite elegance with every inch. All right, so we are getting into uh, the like the meat of this cigar, and I did talk about the box press side of it, but we're gonna have to wrap this up and, and kind of hang out because we get like, I mean, it's 30 after five. We get like five, six more people in here. We're not gonna hear shit, all right? And I kind of want to hold this area down. I'm just, we got right. it. We might as well keep it. So, um, but. What would you compare this cigar to that you've smoked recently? Because well, the reason I ask that is, look, there's not a lot of alphas. Have you smoked smoke. one recently like this? Because yes, I, there's one that sticks in my mind. Of course. We we just smoked it. Um, one in Weston, the farce. That Nicaraguan farce. I don't think I smoked that one. Yeah, you did. I bought that box of them, the blue one. Oh, the 101s? Yes. Oh. Yeah. 
but the reason I say that is the this kind of sweet chocolatey like I think this cigar was spicier in the beginning and now it's turning into more of that it's getting a little earthier chocolatier it's getting it's changing yes you're getting more into the uh desserts now than you are spices and earth i was getting ready to say that to you yeah it's changing i had a lot of spice and now i'm getting a little more earthy um something's changing But, yeah, I mean, it's, the cigar's coming down a little bit. Hey, Patrick. How's it going? Good, man. Good. You feeling all right? You guys got feel absolutely good. Rejuvenated. I thought you were going down. Rejuvenated. I had my colonoscopy. Oh, because you got a great nap. That's the best nap ever is to get a colonoscopy. You know, I wonder, I was going to ask the nurse if, uh, if that, like, is a nap. Like if you're, if that really oh, dude, you go nap? into some deep ass REM through that so thing. So I must, it must be a nap, right? Right. Yeah, I guess. While you're getting know. prodded, you're but, like you know, knocked yeah. out. You're regenerating. You, your whole body is like getting on it. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, they were doing a little something in you, but nah, man, you should be feeling great well, tonight. I, I, I can tell you, I felt great after I took my shower because being out of the world for two days. Bums me out. Dude. Yeah. Not being able to participate and do your shit. Right. Do, do you have like five, ten minutes? Do you want to sit down? Yeah. Yeah, come here. Yeah, we're wrapping up because we it's going to get hey. too noisy. Yeah. Put that on. Yeah, how do I put that on? Just anywhere. Just stick it on there. So, uh, if you're, is he hooked up? So how many, what, what, what is this Christmas party wise? Where are we annually? This is our 13th annual Christmas party. Okay, all right. And as yeah. your father and my father always told us, you can't leave anybody out. So we wrapped this year 162 Christmas presents. You had more than enough presents last year. I remember that. Yes. You still had some left. And then, you know, I remember even getting through the three years of COVID on and off, you know, good now COVID's bad now it's good whatever and trying to get through the christmas party we had some uh santa uh, overindulgent one year we had this and that but overall this has just been fantastic i've been to a lot of them maybe eight or nine of them yeah i think you've been to eight or and, nine of them um, right. I, I yeah this is this is my fourth them. fourth yep yeah i mean this is a special deal for all of us because well uh, it's amazing we were talking earlier because what you do and the way that anybody comes over anybody hangs out and like i've already seen you guys handing presents out on the way out the door yeah you know yeah we try to you know uh this is our way of i think we get more out of it than what we give away because we just feel so good about it all yeah and uh you know these people are lucky are fortunate we're fortunate to have what's such wonderful guests and friends that now it's uh you know it's just ho- opening up our home to everybody hey, we're on the podcast hang on hang on jump in sit down you're fine yeah so i appreciate you guys being here well thank you man i mean this is well we've upgraded equipment so we don't need to have cords and wires everywhere anymore so fantastic. we're easy to do this you guys but, both look great uh thank well, you I you like it every year and then you know our master of ceremony 
Jacob, you know, usually just about he's feeling his best. He gets up and starts working the megaphone and calling out numbers, and then the gifts start flying. Yeah. And it gets very festive in here, and uh, so I look forward to it every year. Yeah. Sure. Jacob gets up on uh, the ladder. Yeah. Gets the megaphone working. Yes. And we upgraded the last three years. We uh, we used to have to call out an eight-digit number to get a prize given out, and then when you're giving away that many gifts, that takes a long time. It's a lot of eight-digit numbers. So now it's just one through 62. You got the number 38? Come on up. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And we know what everything is that we have wrapped, and we know what people are looking for, so we kind of steer them in that direction. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm looking for another DuPont. Hopefully, that's in my picture. DuPont? <laughs> I think you're at the wrong Christmas party. You know, every time I think he's fucking catching on, he does that. Uh, he does it, doesn't he? I mean, you but know what got, everybody wants. He's got so. the jacket, though. You never know. You he's never know. He's got the jacket. All right, brother. Thanks I love you guys. I love you, brother. Thank you for everything you've thank done you. for us. All right. So, thank I really you. appreciate it. Yes. So I just want all you guys to know that that was Patrick Stanley right there. Um, little quick history on Charles B. Stanley Cigar Company. So his grandfather opened this tobacco company in the early 1920s. Um, Charles P. Stanley was open, I believe, until it's either 1958 or 1968, one of those in there. And then the city started getting real wanky about speakeasies are bad, you shouldn't smoke, blah, 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 blah. Patrick came into the picture in the early 90s, and he fought tooth and nail and was awarded the only grandfather clause that the city of Missouri has seen and reopened his grandfather's store. Now, obviously, it does not look like it did. Um, it's one of the most unique and, and, and nicely set lounges in the country. Go ahead, go ahead. But as far as you hear us talking all the time about how lucky we are in St. Louis, about how many shops we can get to, you guys have heard me say it over and over and over drop a pin in St. Louis and drive 20 minutes in either direction, you're going to find a fucking cigar lounge or a cigar bar. But if you really want to give credit to the pioneer that maintains cigar smoking in St. Louis, you got to throw it to the Stanley family and Patrick as well. Um, that, I'm not taking anything away from from the guys like the, down at the hill, uh, the, the Jimmy at Crew. Jimmy, you know, Jimmy at Crew is the reason you have a boutique market in St. Louis, and he still runs a monster humidor with no core brand. Yes. But he, I'm sorry, he's got Drew Estate, so there you go, Drew Estate. Uh, but that monstrosity that it is, you have to respect that, and that's who that man is. And we've seen all the shades of Patrick. We've been with him through heartache, uh, and now I honestly believe the experiences that you receive at Stanley's now, when that man's in the building, you know, <laughs> uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the who, as far as Patrick? Yeah, the it's family, like look, man. he's walking like around family. right now, shaking everybody's hand, and he doesn't say, 
hi, how are you? What's your name? He goes, man, it's really good to see you. Thank you for being here. Uh, before you go, let me make sure you get your present. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a different approach to your customer base, which is phenomenal. And I've, yeah. I've not seen it anywhere else. I know people that act that way, but I've not seen it in that manner. Um, you've seen it in ways, but, you know, everybody does their own thing. But I really, I think it's fantastic. I, yeah. I really do. That's all I'd say about that. All right, well. What did we just pull? I was going to say, all right, all right. So now, <laughs> I'm curious. We're going to have, when Mark and I were checking out, he was going to buy a bottle of Ben Holiday. And I was, I, he grabbed a six. Yeah, hang on. Because you know what's fucking hilarious about that? What? We have drank cases of Ben Holiday over the past year. You know I've never owned a bottle of Ben Holiday? Who? Me. Really? Really. Well, that's because I always have yeah. some. Yeah, I've never But when you went to buy it, I was like, I was looking around, looking around. They're out of this, right? And on a bookshelf, way in the gift shop, way in the corner, there was a seven-year. I've never seen them have a seven-year bottle and bond. And I'm like, uh, hold on. Yeah. Why not this one? Now, I'm wondering, do they charge you any more? No. Nope. Or was it the same? Like It was uh, 64. Probably with tax, 64. They're like... Yeah. Well, they probably do charge a little yeah. more there than. Well, the bottle yeah. was the. Either way, seven years. Yeah, sixty. Six, yeah. Yeah, it, it was. It was not more than seventy dollars because I got two bottles of stickers and I spent one hundred fifty-one dollars. So, whatever. But. And so it's a seven-year bottle and bond, so it's a hundred proof. I, dude, I'm. I'm just saying. I. It's, it, it's it, the juice is just fucking good, man. I mean, the, whatever now they're doing. I, I will tell you right off the bat, there is a distinguish from this, from the six to seven. This has a okay, little more well, richness to I, it, I think. I don't know that I can do that right away. But well, what I've I, drank enough of well, it, what I, 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 I can't. What I thought you were gonna say is. The single barrel's different, but of course that's going to be. It's proofed higher, the bottle and bond thing we know, but um, I, uh, I'm i glad, actually I'm trying to really funny going back to when we were at McCormick and at Ben Holiday, when you were talking about bottle and bond, when she stated that there's a difference between bonded and bottle and bond whiskey. I don't think so. I almost said something and you went, well, yeah, but it's federally mandated, right? And she goes, well, yeah, and I went, okay. Cause I'm like, it, it's, it's verbiage, right? It's almost like, uh, oh, fuck, what is it? Well, um, granddad, it's uh, not bottle and bond, it's, bond, it's bonded. Bonded. But what that means is that it still came from a bonded warehouse. Which so, is so what that means, mandated by a government yes. standard. So, to very quickly reiterate the bottle and bond issue there, is it has to be one distillate, from local, from one grain, one distillery, fresh white oak barrels in a federally bonded warehouse for a minimum of four years and bonded at 100 proof, right? Yes. Bonded whiskey. Say you spring and a leaf. And 51% corn to yeah. start your... Or if you have a bonded rye, it's 51% rye, right? Yeah. So you can do that now. But say you have a, like, old granddad bonded. Old granddad bonded is bonded whiskey that they pay taxes on to remove early and bottle. 
So, so obviously you looked that so up. I did, because I was curious. I was like, well, hang on, man, because how the fuck do you have 19-year bottle and bond old fits, but then you have 8-year bottle and bond? Like, I've been to Heaven Hill. Rickhouses aren't that fucking big. Like, I haven't been to their bonded warehouse, but I can't imagine that, you know, Evan Williams is Heaven Hill. You know what I mean? Like, the bulk of Heaven Hill is Evan Williams. Uh, what else is in there? There's another big one. Heaven Hill Juice. Well, oh my Elijah God. Elijah Craig. Elijah Craig. Right? Well, there's I would Elijah say that Elijah Craig is probably shooting in the dark here 70% of their market right I think more people buy drink and pour Elijah Craig than they do Heaven Hill but then there's Evan Williams which Evan is Williams huge. yeah and then they've got Pikesville which is their rye that's the one and yeah. then they've got uh, uh, Brothers uh, Medley William Med- Heaven Hill yeah, but that's that's that's. I mean, they, those are their specialties. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, when you look at when you look at Old Fitzgerald, Heaven Hill Bottle and Bond, um, and then uh, take William H. William Heaven Hill, but that's actually not Heaven Hill. That's vintage Buffalo Trace. That's before Heaven Hill was Heaven Hill. It's a different person. But get rid of all the allocated side of it, and then come back down to regular production you know like I, I i would i would almost bet that fuck dude elijah craig toasted barrel and the amount of elijah craig single barrels that took place in the past two years probably single-handedly encompassed 25 30 percent of their market value i don't know i guess we could do some reading on that yeah right well i'm not getting that fucking deep not not tonight but i do know that i do know the bonded thing i do understand that now you can have a bonded whiskey. It's a whiskey from a bonded warehouse that did not meet the bottle and bond standard. So you can have a bonded whiskey at 124 proof. It's a barrel that was taxes were paid and it was excised from a bottle and bond warehouse and then bottled and sold. You can do that. Huh. But I'm going to have to do a little reading on that myself. Well, either way, I am really going to pour either a little way. more of this. This Let's shit do another is fantastic. Yes, I have some, man. It has a little richer taste to me than the six. I will tell you, this now, is going to sound... of course, Friday, I think we will try it, the six against the seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got but, really fun stuff for Stoke and Cinema on Friday. I'm, we're pulling out all the stops. I'm hoping I ordered I ordered a box of the Viaje uh, Snowman. Cool. Problem is, I don't know if they're going to get here by fucking Friday. You'll definitely smoke it on Christmas, I'll tell you that. You'll have some, but I can't guarantee it'll be here Friday. But um, the one thing I'll say about this, and maybe kind of fix my words a little bit, this has like a golden honey immediately. And what I mean, I, I think I'm almost talking aesthetics, like the look of it versus the flavor. It doesn't taste like honey, I don't mean that. But it's got this really unique uh, crispness, like right so on the top. So if you look at honey, the re- when you taste honey, there's a richness to it. 
And I think bro, that's what I got right bro, I'm, out of I'm, it. I'm not, I'm not so talking we're real on the honey. Same, we're on the same fucking page. I'm not talking real honey. I'm talking that fake shit in the teddy bear bottle that's like yellow. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm not... Well, I think this cigar has been fantastic. I think it is, too. All right, guys, thank you so much for running through this with us, but we just had about five more people walk in the door, and I've already found that we're starting to yell a little more into this. So what I'm going to do, this episode will at least make it to the Patreon, um, but I'm going to try and clean it up and put it out to everybody. I'm going to put it out anyway. But if we do need to, don't, don't worry, this Friday... You're going to get the audio from Stogies and Cinema, so you'll have that as well. Um, I just want to shout out a big thank you to Patrick Stanley, Jacob, Barry, um, everybody else here tonight. Uh, Axe is back there, everyone hanging out. We shook a lot of hands when we walked in, which is really cool, you know. Um, so from the Viking, mahalo, guys. We're going to hit you with some fun new stuff from FFK stands. And please download Stone Tribe's new song, their new song download is benefiting uh, Wounded Warrior Project. So please check that out. Um, but from myself, Mahalo guys, thank you. Cowboy, take us out. And from the Bourbon Cowboy, listen, happy holiday season. This isn't our Christmas episode, but I'm just saying happy holiday. Thanks for listening. And as always, giddy up. See you next time. Hey, guys. FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle. And don't forget that as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CraftBoodle15. Once again, CraftBoodle15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands. So you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast.